0: So how would you describe your vagina as a dessert?
1: Um, I'm going to go for a
2: tiramisu. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lift me up. Does yeah. that have alcohol in it? It does. Yeah,
1: a bit boozy, a bit coffee. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but kind of lifts the yeah. mood.
1: Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what would you
2: describe your moneymaker as? She's um, at my age. It is an eating eatin mess <laughs> <laughs> at this stage. <laughs>
0: And welcome to Girls with Goals. I'm Neve Mar, and I am delighted to welcome to studio my guest panelists for this week. Returning after a long time, you're on the second episode. Oh my god! I know. Is oh, sorry, I have to introduce you first. <laughs> Nobody will know. Is author, journalist, interior design guru Caroline Foran is back with us, and for the first time, celebrity makeup artist Christine Lucignano.
2: <sighs> I know, right?
0: Lucignano. Hey, sei brava. Uh, Speak
2: Italiano. No, Parlo. <laughs> okay. Me Parli. Listen, nah. it's a tough one. I blame the ex-husband.
0: To be honest with you, I blame him too, and I, I blame don't blame him know. for most things. Um, I when I met you earlier over in the office, I said your name perfectly, Perfection. and it just rolled off the top. Yeah, right? It's just so, a Lucignano. Mm. Lucignano, Lucignano, oh, a ch- Luc- Lucignano, Lucignano. So, Christine Cicciato. Lucignano, Cicciato. celebrity Cicciato. makeup artist, but also you're known as Cluchi. So, will we stick with Cluchi? Yeah,
2: Cluchi so much easier. Okay, isn't we'll, it? we'll yeah. stick with Cluchi yeah. for for the day. That's yeah, in it. Um,
0: so we are gonna start off with our game. It's called Six Words or Less and it's for our listeners and our readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are so you have to describe yourself in six words or less. It's like Ron Seal and I think we're going to go
2: with Chief first. (gasps) Okay, no pressure. Okay, I I had to think about this because we had briefly kind of mentioned it then it went out of my head. Um, There's a lot of them but I think just to go in deep um, I'd say my my number one is I'm a daydreamer. Okay. Yeah. Dream. Dream. Everything's a dream. Everything's a dream for me. Pine sky. Um, my next one would be dogged, just uh, tenaciously stubborn. Dogged. Yeah. Okay. Dog. <laughs> Bark, and I'm here. Um, and that following up on that would be passionate, because I am beyond redic when it comes to that. Beautiful um, word. And then I guess loyal. hmm oh, Highly loyal. Yeah. Um, except to products. Because if something better comes along, I snag it. (laughs) Um, Creative. And then the one that I've been trying to rid myself of is... It's 10 words. Yeah. No, it's actually six. (laughs) I got six written down, I swear to God. Uh, The sixth one is self-deprecating. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm. Okay, well, you're in good company, I think. I think, well, I'm trying not to be as self-deprecating as I used to be, but I was for years very self-deprecating. I think women are. I think it's not even just like an Irish thing. I think women are self-deprecating.
2: Yeah, it's in our culture.
0: It's in our culture, Mm. 100%. Okay, Mm. Caroline.
1: So, like you, Niamh, I'm trying to change my tune about myself as Mm. well. Um, And since writing the second book, I am now proud to say I would describe myself as confident. Yes! I am happy. Okay. Um I am fiercely driven. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm Um These words are
0: giving me like nice um, shivers um, and kind of empowered. Yeah, I don't know if
1: people would know this about me, but I am really weird. I think we all have a bit of weirdness in this, but I'm really like sometimes Barry, my fiance is like, You are absolutely mental. And I know that I am, and I like that about myself. I can tell that from your social media. A oh, can bit. you? Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> um what's that? Five? That's Four or five, five, yeah. Um You're hot. You should say that. I'm temperature very hot. No, she's a babe. <laughs> she she's actually is. A Caroline, babe, yeah. you're such a babe. <laughs> I would, I won't. Okay, I'm going to call myself a babe then. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. You are an love absolute it. babe. Yeah, she's and a That's, ride. that's <laughs> yeah. a ride. Yeah, oh no, she's definitely. Oh my God, I oh. haven't heard that word
2: in yeah. years. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, definitely. Oh, I love
0: Thank you. It. So speaking of confidence, yeah. since we last saw you, Caroline, you've gone and written another book, mm-hmm. The Confidence Kit. Uh, so it's a follow-up to your best-selling book, Owning It, The Bullshit-Free Guide to Living With Anxiety and when, when we had you
1: on first it was just about to come out I think yeah it yeah. hadn't come out yet and then it did come out and then to my great surprise it was number one for 16 weeks unbelievable which was beyond my well expectations deserves. thank you you yeah. know, the way people,
0: know the way people say like if something is beyond your, your expectations I mean obviously that was the goal though to it get wasn't, a bestseller
1: no like for me the goal when I was writing the book and even with the second book was to just write something that wasn't shit okay. and to get the approval of my editors and know that I'd done a good job I wasn't thinking about it coming out I was I just in my head my goal at the time was if one person finds this helpful that's all I can hope for okay I never expected it to reach that many people and to the point that now both books are coming out in America Whoa! yeah well, hey. oh my god you're cracking America that's everybody's dream in I Ireland oh yeah <laughs> so I know in America they will probably need some help with their anxiety um, so I'm hoping they're that. gonna lap that shit up though I hope so like they really are yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're
0: not
2: American, right? I lived there for 32 years. Okay, yeah. so you lived there
0: we, for 32 years. We moved
2: years. there in 1970. Okay. We, we immigrated there, yeah.
0: So you know a few things about I
2: know a good few things. Yeah, so not yeah. that they...
0: I'm not about to say that they love their anxiety and stuff, but I think what was interesting about Caroline's book is that she was talking about something that Ireland is now just starting to open up about and is now just starting to talk about and be open about the fact that you can be struggling with anxiety and sometimes you, you let things drop. But Americans... They're all about talking about that
2: stuff. Well, that's the same. Americans, you know, for the most part, except for... um, What's that dude that's running the country? (laughs) For the most part... He who shall not be named. Yeah, pig. Um, But I do like pigs. I don't eat meat, but I love pigs. Um, I think Americans overall are the most transparent people you'll meet. They really are. They're kind. They're amazing. They say Mm -hmm. it like it is. If we say it like it is in Ireland, then we're, um, you know... Brash. Up our own mm. backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're begrudged. I mean, sure, my mother begrudges anything good that happens to <laughs> me. Yeah, love her to death. But, yeah. you know, so I'd say the Americans are very, and they do like to talk things through and they like to work things out. We have a long way to go here. So tell us more about the confidence kit then.
1: OK, so it's similar to the first book in that it's a very practical toolkit. Um, and the first part of the book, I, I map out. All these subjects, like what what actually is confidence, because we talk about it so much and we don't really know what it is, and there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Like people think confidence is a personality type, and you can be very extrovert and not have a lot of confidence, um, and all -hmm. that kind of stuff. So, and also trying to tease apart what fear is and the fear of failure, which is something we deal with like so widely. Um, And then the second part of the book is the tools. So I have like 13 tools there, where it's like get your pen and paper, actually put yourself into scenarios, take action. Um, and it's all there to try and help you turn the kind of mental roadblocks that we all experience into building blocks. I think it's it's really interesting that you said in your six
0: words kind of description that you are confident now and it's funny because mm. when you say as well that people think it's a personality trait like I've been called confident for years when I was younger in particular like people would be like oh you're loud and you're confident yeah. Yeah, it seems and you're like happy a negative. out and it isn't uh, well I mean that's the yeah, thing but also like I've never described myself as confident like I've never been yet. like if I was to describe it and luckily I never I'm asked to because it's my game and I don't have to play it if I don't want <laughs> to but I've never really felt Felt comfortable getting to the point of saying I'm confident. And even when I yeah. look and feel my best, I would never say, like, oh, I was going out there and I was feeling it. Now, again, it's, it's just probably just more work yeah. that I have to do. But
1: confidence is domain specific. So it relates to specific parts of your life. So you might be yeah. a very confident makeup artist, but less confident in another area. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's. That's actually true. I'm confident yeah. in my work, do you know? Yeah. Like passion mm. and confident, so and driven and stuff like that. But maybe it's more a personal life situation yeah. or, or so the way that I look. It comes from the Latin fidere, which means to trust in yourself. So it's to trust in your abilities rather than trust the outcome. So we can't know that things are going to turn out perfectly but you can trust that you're going to come in here and do the job to the the best best of your ability and that's where confidence comes from.
2: Yeah and it's a positive it's not a negative and that's where the cultural thing comes in because I can tell you going to America from here when I was seven years of age zero confidence didn't have a voice didn't want to speak you know the whole scene don't speak and then I very quickly learned kids that were my age were speaking in public talking out saying no to their parents rocking boats I was Amazed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said about America and the way that they do encourage people to be quite open and to, to kind of own things. I think we could probably take oh, a leaf out of, out of their book yeah. when it comes to that. Like,
1: uh, here it's more seen as, you know, oh she thinks she's great. Arrogant. You know, yeah. and, and like I you even up, kind of apologized a little when you said it's it's I grew I grew up with girls, uh, I'm sure we all did, where it was very much, you know, if someone says you're pretty, you say, Oh no, I'm not. I'm a horrible moon pig. Yeah. You know, you, you can't accept a compliment and you know, that whole self deprecating mm-hmm. thing is just yeah. so built into us and I think I'm trying now to be less apologetic but I'm also apologizing for the fact that I'm being less apologetic. I mean, that's just a vicious circle that I don't know if we're ever gonna break out of.
0: No, so the show's not
2: long enough for us to even delve I know. into that show, sure Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but in terms of your books, you are holding a writer's workshop, which is such an amazing idea, because yeah, I, I feel like so many people have a book in them, but I want to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But Kloochie, let's talk about you. you I've, I've been quite fascinated by you for, for quite a while, and the reason is the amount of people who've been on this show I don't think there's anybody except maybe Simon Harris, the minister, whose face you haven't painted. So you are Uh legendary in the world of makeup artistry. But tell us how you got into it in the first place.
2: How did I get into it in the first place? Um, I used to design clothes. Okay. So I've always been very creative. Mm-hmm. I designed clothes. I learned very early on, early 80s uh, in New York. Um, it was pre-HIV and AIDS, and I couldn't cope. The, uh, you know, the customers coming into the showroom during show season and drugs being laid out for them. Wow. And the promiscuity, I was just, blo- I was actually in shock. Came from San Francisco, because that's where I mainly was raised. Mm-hmm. It was just too big and too intense for me. So this is the fashion industry. This is the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. Now listen, I know now that it wasn't just the fashion industry. It was certainly not the gay community. It was everybody. It was was global. Um, But then I started to lose friends. Friends very quickly started to die. And I was living between New York and and L.A. So I talk about anxiety and panic. There's not a lot of people that know this about me, but I'm really happy to say it all. I um, had a, a seizure One day outside of our factory in Southern California, and I was put in the hospital. And it turned out that I had, it was like a grand mal panic attack that I guess they have, you know, a scale of panic attacks. And I turned agoraphobic. So I couldn't see the outdoor for about six months. I literally, if I tried to open a window or do anything like that, I would vomit to the point where, I mean, I'd have to go into the hospital. So I was extremely unwell. Yeah. And I was young. I was quite young. Had a big job. Had 95 people working for me, um, designing this range of clothing. And I made the decision. What am I going to do? I'm Mm. this achiever. I've done, I've gone to school. I have this degree. I'm making all this money. Um, and I had a good friend that I'd gone to college with, and she was managing a new retailer in the Bay Area called Nordstrom, and I knew it had come from the Northwest. So she said, "Come work for me in my store." I said, Well, God, what will I do?" She said, Well, in college, you always painted all of our faces. And I said, "Oh God, okay, I got a job at a makeup counter making twelve thousand a year from sixty five grand a year. Oh my God, this is in nineteen eighty five but you and thought it was the right decision. For I you. knew that I was survival. I was yeah. like yeah. a dung beetle. I had to do something, and this is what I was going to do. So I had to learn again how to go outside. I had to learn to. I did with the special counselor. I yeah. did art therapy. Go in an a, a lift. Go wow. in a car. Go in a bus. Go on a plane. Do all these things to stop the cycle of panic attacks because I was having upwards of a thousand a day because oh they monitor God. you when you're in the hospital. Yeah, it was really hardcore. It's yeah. So terrifying, so isn't it? It's, yes. Yeah, and not a lot was known about it then. So. No, yeah really good therapy and I struggle to this day with the management of it in certain situations. So, um, Would you be
1: able to be in a big crowd of people?
2: I'm better in a big crowd of people. Put me in fr- on a stage with a million people and I am golden. Okay. Um put in It's so me interesting in- how it affects people differently. differently. I, f- I find that yeah. so interesting. Yeah. So that's what that's what started me in the world of makeup and there wasn't a lot of, you know, quote unquote celebrity makeup artists back then and I didn't go to school. These schools really do my head in for the most part. Um I went to so work like academies, these academies. Yeah, like yeah no right? offense. I mean, some of the people that own them are incredibly talented, yeah. but it's generally very scammy so in my mind. So you didn't actually
0: have any training, no,
2: formal no. training? No, I have a degree in fine art and fashion, mm. but I had no formal training. Your training is when you go out and you paint a thousand women of color that are uh, this age or a thousand Asian women that are, you know, yeah. young, tall, short, you know, full figured, unfit, you know, that's how you learn. So I, and I did it with celebrities. I worked for Kevin Kwan I worked for um, Dick Page who was here recently shooting a cover for Vogue Um, I worked for all the biggies and I learned things from Bobby Brown not as much <laughs> um, but um, I call her Robert Brown no she's cool now but she wasn't so cool then and uh, was in New York for the beginnings of 7th on 6th and kind of hooked up with my old fashioned friends oh, and started wow, doing makeup okay. for their shows wow. which was so random because we've wow. been designers together so yeah. you were
0: kind of dipping back into the world then sure that you and, I left.
2: St- and I still do now I mean yeah. I, when I'm on a set and I think to myself oh sweet Jesus that garment's not fitting they need to fit that out because I could still draft anything sew anything tailor anything but um, yeah so no, but, you know, makeup is my medium and that's what I, I dig. And I have to paint faces.
0: I mean, I was going to ask, like, clearly you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So obviously you have a huge passion for it. Mm. I mean, how did you get from Nordstrom to mm. those who shall not be named in terms of the biggest celebrities that you've ever painted? And also... Which is the biggest diva? Just tell me right now. Uh, no, Faye, no, Faye Dunaway. No, mm, really? not I pleasant. Thought you, I thought you weren't gonna name
1: oh, anybody. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> if you don't want me
2: to name any Like I, I highly doubt that Faye Dunaway is gonna be serious yeah, anyway. No, so. she was unpleasant. Really? Yeah. Who
1: was really nice?
2: Paul Newman, oh, Liz oh, Taylor, oh. Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah. Stop. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, is she your best friend? I feel yeah, like yeah. We're I've, both Aquarians, so yeah. we totally dig each other.
0: I felt for a while now. Mm. That I could be Jennifer Aniston's best friend.
1: Yeah, I I interviewed her and I I was very intimidated. I think I think I was just intimidated because she's Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And when you're asking her questions, I think she's just listening so intently that she looks like she's frowning at you and I was like, Oh Christ, I'm saying the wrong thing. But yeah, she was nice, but I was just I think I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my god, I've watched you forever. I mean
0: the thing is like and because we get to interview people sometimes, like if you're interviewing like you're generally a little bit away from them. Mm -hmm. Like you are there. Oh, I know they I get
2: to know every. For the most part, I know a lot, and I tell no one. So I mean, how can I know they be rude secrets. to you if they're that close to your face? Well, she's she's troubled. Like, okay. if medication was ever meant for a human, <laughs> she should be popping it left, right, and center. Really? Yeah, she's for a faith. psychopath. Oh, God, yeah. So, no, I, let, def, I left her on the set, and, oh, you know, really? the assistant ran after me. Please, please, please. I said, no amount of money you know, could make me go back into that Fair room. Yeah, t- it was a job for Harper's Bazaar. I said, you can just swing, let her swing from yeah. heights. I'm not interested.
0: And I yeah. mean, like you're listing off these names, they just sound like so huge to me. Has mm-hmm. there been anybody who's genuinely made you starstruck?
2: Um, yeah, I would say hmm, so Probably Clint Eastwood. <gasps> Clint Eastwood, I know, is his Clint voice. Clint Eastwood's makeup? Yeah, a, few, a good few times. And I um, I saw what looked like pre-keratosis on his, like an early skin cancer. So I pointed it out, and then suddenly I get a call. Yeah, my agent got a call that Clint wa- is booking you again for something. And he, you know, in his voice, I'm not even going to try and do the voice, <laughs> said to me, you know, I think you might have saved my life. And oh I'm my like, God. shut up. Stop! Yeah, because I said it. I mean, if I see it on your skin, I'm going yeah. mean, to... I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to say get to the clinic. Yeah. You're on your way out. But, you know, <laughs> mind yourself. You heard what I said to call him earlier. I'm like, you're not being sun smart. Yeah. Like, I'm really careful about that. But he was really... And then singers, a lot of musicians. I was with Erica Badu recently, and I just... I live for her music. Yeah. So sometimes it's tough to separate. Yeah. But I never go down the, can I take a photo? Oh, no, I probably somewhere. should, but I just... I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested. They ask me I if they're going they're to, in but I'm... are work
1: capacity, Yeah, I'm there
0: it's to different. work. It's yeah. professional. I think that's yeah. a, very, it's a funny thing because like I follow you on Instagram and stuff and to be honest with you, your Instagram account is not filled Mm-mm. with these celebrity faces of I people. Know. I mean, like Clint Eastwood, it's it's just, I know. that's huge. But
2: it's something that obviously you've kind of chosen to do. Yeah, and also remember that when I was in the height of Hollywood there was no digital anything. Right. So, I mean, I have portfolios with all these people in them, these paper portfolios and now I'm in Ireland so I, I came here just after 9-11 because mm. I was there doing shows that day and so I made a decision to come here and rest and then I met my second husband so now I'm here um, but the um, Irish will do that we'll so, keep well, you he's not Irish oh is he not no he's yeah, from Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yeah. oh Jonah. yes you were saying <laughs> yeah 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 the English so I'm the Irish one he's the English one but uh, although his mother is from Glasgow so my mom always says he's only half bad <laughs> she's, she's gas woman from Stony Bad my mother but um, uh, so nowadays when it comes to celebrity yeah I'm just I have a really great assistant now I've only had two assistants in the 17 years I've been back home and really like full time and he's the one who always pushes me and says let's take a picture like I was with the beautiful Suzanne Jackson yesterday I'd never met her before she didn't know me I've kind of heard of her like Mm -hmm. I knew about her lashes and stuff and my assistant's like you've got to get a picture I'm like why and he's like well you know social I just I don't care about that stuff which is my own
1: you don't need it like you've you know built such an amazing reputation
2: oh I think I do need it I was taken off a job there recently because somebody was I was booked on a job and I was Told by an ad agency about a week before, that there was a, a somebody was coming in to do the job because their following was bigger. And I said, you know what? Jesus had twelve followers, honey. Oh my I God. don't give a rat.
1: Fair point. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I, but,
1: but you're doing a job of makeup art. It should not be about your yeah, followers. Yeah. No, it you're be about be, your skill. you're like a red wine.
2: The, be, the longer you do it, the better you are. I hate that. It's mm. funny
0: because like when we were taking pictures there before, Caroline, you said something just off the cuff. You're like, oh, I wish I'd put more on because you only had mascara on. But I do want to ask, and you don't need more makeup. Like you look so stunning. No. But I do want to ask Cloutier about like, what you think of the kind of Irish makeup artists at the moment and the amount of influence that, say, maybe the Kardashians and stuff like this have in terms of the style I I always feel a little weird when I get my makeup done to be honest with you like it never really feels like like I see pictures of some of the people that you've done and and they'll they'll tag you in it you're not necessarily tagging them and it just looks so natural and it just Mm -hmm. looks so beautiful but I think that's not really happening anymore it seems to be
2: Yeah, well, because people are living... Well, yeah, and I think people are living in front of a lens. They don't realize that the Kardashians, you know, have 5K worth of light in front of them. And the minute they walk outside, you you know, because that is... There was that one
0: picture of Kim Kardashian from the Met Gala, and it was the close-up, and like, it it literally looked...
2: Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way, because God love Mario, and he's hot, but that's not how you should be doing people that are on the carpet in real life, in real daylight. That's the difficult makeup to do. For me to make somebody look hot in the daylight, under the those lights, whatever it is, that is what's really difficult. So I think we've just gotten sucked into it and people just need to know that that's not what the human face looks like. Oh. And if yeah. you're a makeup artist, to pull off, listen anybody can block out a brow and do you know, a cut crease, snooze. Whoa. But do that on Kate, crease and I will Yeah, a hitch in the head. Do that on Kate Blanchette and you'd never work in Hollywood again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's a difference. The level of people that I work with and the expectations are very, very different. And it's all about the skin and and you need to learn differently to just you know oh I have a certificate so now I'm a makeup artist I'm, I'm gonna but um, yeah I, I'm
1: so over all that insta makeup stuff I it's insta crap it's crap and yeah. I, I feel very strongly that I want. I mean, I normally just wear like a little bit of foundation and mascara or whatever. If it's if I'm going out at night, I'll probably lash it on, or for an event or something. But I prefer to look like myself. I don't. I don't yeah. want people to see me in real life and be like, Jesus. Well,
2: yeah, my, and then that's in the, the
0: fear, isn't it? That's the it fear is. of everything, and that's the fear of Instagram, and that's why Bloggers Unveiled is doing so well at the moment because it's what like, what is that? I only heard about
2: that yesterday. What? My, my assistant, this is how hick I am. <laughs> my assistant said there's this this um, thing on Instagram yeah. about blog because bloggers in general, I've always called them blaggers because I didn't even really know what they <laughs> were about. Okay. Now there's some of them I think are amazing. Like some of them really have really amazing information, and I really think they're but I didn't know about this until yesterday on my Bible. <laughs> that is so
0: I, was, late, I, was, I was quite great. late to the party as well. I'm so yeah. thick. Well, t- the thing is to be fair to bloggers and she targets, um, or, he, is it a he or he, or she. she? I yeah, I
2: heard that too. We don't know who. We don't. The I have a feeling is. it's a he,
0: and the reason is is to do with IP addresses, but that's too. I'm not going to get into it. But tech okay. wise, I was just like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But anyway, I have my own theories, but I can't say my theories anymore because I keep getting in trouble for it. Sure. But Me too. I, I think when it comes to bloggers, the word in general, um, it's like there's two different pathways to it. There's the bloggers who are. Who also have careers and, and who yes. uh, do jobs. And like Caroline, for example, you've got a massive following. So technically like you could be put into, and you've got a following on social media, so people could place you into that vein. Fair. The same mm-hmm. way with like Darren Gary like she's got a massive following, but she's yeah. a radio host, you know what yeah. I mean? You're an yeah. author. There are people who have yeah. jobs and who have different career paths, and then there are literally just the bloggers. So it's a, it's kind of a murky world. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of blurred
1: lines. There's a lot of blurred yeah. lines, but
0: what Bloggers and failed is doing is like taking your good friend to Alan Jackson people like this through the absolute muck the odd what time and, and everybody okay. is just they can't stop looking at it it's its hilarious you know like they're not okay. able to look away it's like car crash Blogging.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, okay. I know. But, I mean, it's so fascinating that you didn't hear about it until yesterday. No, and I'm just, that's what I mean. I'm so um, immersed in my craft and what I do. and it's the best way to be,
0: though. But yeah. the, the thing is, is that, it, like what you were saying, Caroline, it's what people are making themselves look like and mm. then what they actually look like. So,
2: obviously, the key to makeup artistry is to still look like yourself, you would I, think. I think it's the best version of yourself. Yeah. I mean, and it, for me, it's all about the brief and what job are we on? I'm going to make you like did a campaign the other day and I have to check the light first I go to the photographer I find out how we're lighting it what we're doing I look at the clothes you know when I get a tear sheet from a stylist says I want this makeup I just say I want you to leave the room darling (laughs) A don't show that to me Yeah, like I was doing makeup when you were sperm, so <laughs> go away, and you tell me, use your big girl words or big boy words, tell me what the <laughs> mood and the feel is, and I will serve you up the side dish, which is the maquillage. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, in the big, bad world, that's how it rolls. You yeah. collaborate. You're part of the puzzle. So for me, um, now I'm going down the rabbit hole of my tangents. Anyhow, off the <laughs> I like box, your tangents. My tangents are real. Um, but the brie, it's all about the brief for me, and it's about making, and when I'm doing an actress, I can't, you know be shown a tear sheet of a 14 year old Prada model no. in the latest campaign because that actress could have an eating disorder and her husband's yeah. just cheating on her and she's like mm. you know she's a chain smoker and she's been out on the piss for days on end she's traveled and she's really suffering so I'm going to make her look the best that she can look and look still herself okay. I want her to be recognizable and the Kardashians sadly are not re- they're starting to pull back they're not recognizable as a rule but they are starting to pull back in some of their and we have I have a great friend who does a lot of their hair Andrew Fitzsimon. And he's Irish boy, gorgeous mm. boy, yeah. Um, and they are starting to realize the longer you're in the game of makeup or celebrity, you start to realize l- it truly is less is more, and it's how it's done and what your scenario is, what light you're in, yeah. because you're gonna get caught out. You really are. I yeah. think it's
1: important though also to to realize that some of the girls in the Irish blogging scene who are getting called out for you know having this full face of unrealistic makeup, maybe they feel the need to do that because they don't feel confident about their skin. Like you know, I yeah, think it's true. Imp- You know, if someone has bad skin and they want to conceal it to make themselves feel better, that's their prerogative as well. I think that's fine. I think where things get murky is if someone says, oh, this is what this foundation looks like, but it's actually filtered ten hundred times and photoshopped. I think that's where the problem is. But I think
2: that's not cool. If someone
1: wants to, if someone likes a glam look that let them like
0: definitely I think it is definitely about if you are selling a product or if you're working with a brand and you're saying that this is the result that it gives you and that's a falsified look because of seven or eight filters then then we're getting into kind of issues but if somebody just likes that look on them then that's fine as well I mean I always find it interesting with people who do this kind of thing for a living like if you were to go to a desert island and you could only bring Mm. one piece of makeup for yourself now not for Mm. anybody else or maybe for Clint Eastwood Just for Um, yourself, what would it be? Would it be SPF? You can't both say the same answer because I'm going to ask you as well. It
2: would be a foundation with SPF in it. Okay. Be a foundation to even me out for even more opaque coverage so I didn't fry. Okay. Yeah. Let's
0: just actually, you know what? You've been given SPF
2: because okay. safety first. Okay. okay. So we
0: all have SPF. We're okay. completely covered.
2: So, next best. Yeah. My next best thing would probably just be a lip gloss, something on my lips because I hate having dry lips. Yeah. So I'd have something on my lips. Yeah, definitely.
1: I For me, it would be a toss up between just slightly filling in my eyebrows or there's this um, MAC product col- you know cream color base yes no wow I, well oh, I love it I just shell? I love like just, do you shell um, no it's hush
2: oh yeah hush for the. and highlights. I just
1: like just touching it on like yeah. just the apple of my cheek and I I'm just completely feel completely love what is this
2: it's a it's from the pro range it's a cream color base it's a creamy product and you can use it for the eyes lips cheeks but it's a beautiful shade yeah, oh yeah is it, it like a highlighter that yeah it highlights yeah. Oh, yeah but on a desert island you'd be schwitzing so bad you'd be automatically highlighted you'd be sweating that's your backside true. off wouldn't you
1: Yeah, that's true. maybe mascara then Maybe a good old oh, yeah, big go. But look at her lashes. Mascara. She doesn't
2: need mascara. No, Jesus. they're
1: very, they're actually not black. Like, they're very blonde. Okay. Well, I have I mean, no lashes. So. That's
2: another joy when you're <laughs> my age. Lashes fall out and the, that that hair starts growing your chin. It's oh, gorgeous. Oh, I already yeah. have to pluck my chin hairs. Okay. Ooh. I am there
1: already. All oh, right, Okay. Yeah. And obviously my mustache has to get waxed. How right do you, does it just pop out like? Yeah, it just grows like any other hair. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just hormonally. <laughs> yeah. it yeah. goes down. You know how the yeah. boys, their ears start to sag and they get a lot of hair yeah. in their ears? It hits our chin. I yeah. Know the deal it's is so there. Nice. You
0: know what? I'm fine with the chin. Yeah. To be honest, if, if hair started coming out my ears, it would be a really yeah, that's sad, problematic. It would be a really yeah.
1: sad cover it day with your hair.
2: True dat. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> wish- she's got a good head of hair. This is not
1: like a little fine hair. This is a whisker.
2: Yeah. On my chin, like this. No, you not- could you could cut glass with some of these yokes. Yeah,
0: and um, we are gonna take a quick break now. And earlier in the week, I actually caught up with Mister Kate, who I'm a massive fan Love of hers. Them. She is big she's in interior gas. design. She's huge, and yeah. she's such a lovely girl. So, from rug cuddles to curtain rods, we covered it all. Joined on the line now all the way from Los Angeles by Kate Albrecht, the woman behind the massively successful LA-based lifestyle brand, Mr. Kate. Her creative weirdos as she calls them are over 2.5 million subscribers on YouTube alone. So it's pretty massive and I am a huge fan as well. So Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the show.
3: Oh my gosh, thank you, I'm so excited and honored. (laughs) So
0: you do describe yourself as a creative weirdo, as do your millions of followers. So did you consider yourself a weirdo growing up?
3: Totally, I've always been a weirdo. It's been, you know, as you grow up, it's something that is a negative in a lot of ways because you feel different. And then I kind of turned it into a positive because I think that to me, the word weird is synonymous with unique, and I think that everybody has a little weirdness inside them, which is sort of, you know, their own brand of uniqueness, and I'm all about embracing that and expressing it, creativity, you know, through through creativity, which is which is through anything, style, how you present yourself to the world or how you decide to decorate your space, you know, really just expressing your personality through the visual world around you.
0: And I mean, like when we talk about the brand, Mr. Kate, obviously that all started with you. So I mean, how did it originate? Cause I mean, it, it kind of started with a blog originally and now it's just amassed into this into this massive cultural moment. So did you have any idea when you started it that it was gonna be so huge?
3: No, I literally had no, no idea. I kind of rode this weird wave of the advances in social media because when i started yeah i started out with an etsy store because i used to do jewelry yeah. well i still do jewelry designing but i started out doing jewelry designing it's like a little side job so i started an etsy store and then my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband joey was like oh i'll help you program a blog so that you can like chronicle your creative journey you know just basically anything, my weird outfits, the weird DIY projects uh-huh. I did, the way I designed my jewelry, etc. So that was kind of alongside the Etsy store. And that was back when blogs were like really big, like fashion mm. blogs, you know, like we're just sort of the crest of the wave of all the big fashion bloggers. And I, so I, I sent my jewelry to a lot of them and for free and they wore it. So I kind of like rose along with them and the YouTube thing just kind of came about by accident, because I did so many creative projects, I needed a video hosting platform in order to be able to post videos on my blog. And so I just started the channel like in the background. And then all of a sudden realized like how healthy of a community there was on YouTube, which I didn't even really even comprehend that as a social media platform. And it just kind of has grown over the years very Organically.
0: I mean, I want to talk about, you know, the the platform and, and YouTube essentially a little bit later on. But when you said there about your DIYing, I mean, I love the DIY element that you bring, even apart from selecting, say, beautiful pieces and the kind of classic interior design rules that you follow. You always inject some serious personality with DIY. So how crucial is that to you when you're, say, designing a space?
3: It's very crucial. I, I always have approached everything I do from kind of a novice perspective, which I think is also part of my power. Like I am just a girl figuring things out as I go along, which I think a lot of us are. And I'm not necessarily an expert. I just trust myself and trust my instincts. And that's always been kind of my power and owning my weirdness, so to speak. So I... I the DIY part is just part of that whole ethos like not everyone has a giant budget most people don't so like you have to get creative you have to make your own things and there's so much more pride in it when you do when the piece of art that's on your wall is something that you've actually made with your own hands even if you're not good at it there's so many cool like abstract art pieces and everything that like anyone with no painting skills can do.
0: It's funny that you say no painting skills because I actually did one of your DIYs there recently and I put it up on ah. my on my Instagram. I was so happy with it because I've just moved into a new apartment which I've mentioned I mentioned to Joey when I was emailing him about this interview and I'm gonna be asking you for advice in a minute as well. Um but <laughs> I I got a private message then off somebody who shall remain unnamed and said that it looked like a paint sample on the wall. So I mean obviously what's your art isn't necessarily art to somebody else, but it's.
3: Exactly. But God it's loves. It's subjective.
0: And God loves a trier. So I'm, I'm still pretty proud of it and it's staying on my wall. Um, but aside. And also,
3: aside, F the haters. Yes. Because there's always going to be haters out there. So and it's, meant it's your to, job to stand up to
0: it. Exactly. And it's meant to look like a paint sample. That's the whole point. But anyway, yeah. um, aside from interior design and, and jewelry design, DIYing and YouTubing, at the the crux of everything, you are an entrepreneur as well and a businesswoman at heart. So was that on your radar? I mean, to build an empire, essentially. I know you don't wake up one morning and go, do you know what, I think I'm gonna build an empire today. But I mean, <laughs> when you were starting off your Etsy store and stuff, was, was kind of working for yourself and, and b- being able to have your own freedom in what you did on a day-to-day basis important to you?
3: Absolutely, yeah. I started out acting in my early 20s. Like, I got the acting bug in high school and I was in school and college part-time I guess you guys call it university Mm -hmm. part-time while I was also like acting in just small roles and acting is like kind of the epitome of being a pawn in other people's creative projects because you really have no control you just like go and audition and that's such a draining experience and then like yay you get the job and you have like two lines and Right. you're playing the slut and <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from experience <laughs> I was either cast as like the slut the dumb girl or the mean or the girl you were the mean yeah. girl yeah exactly or, the bitch. or sometimes the combo of the two you know really it, getting me outside my box yeah. Um, and and yeah and that was like so, so creatively I needed another outlet so that was the jewelry that was then the blog and then as the videos and stuff kind of started taking off, I was like, oh, there's a real business here and there's something that I could wake up and do every day that wasn't just waiting around for my agent to call with an audition. Like I've always been very ambitious and, you know, I went to film school cause I knew that no matter what, I didn't want to be an actress for my whole life. I didn't want to subject myself to like aging in front of the camera because this business is horrible to women and yeah. I just didn't I wanted to be in control of my own destiny so I thought oh I'll be a producer or I'll be a director you know I'll act while it's still fun and then I'll do something else so I always I've always had this vision that like I'd have something to get up and do every day so yes I'm definitely an entrepreneur as soon as there was a a way to see a trajectory for Mr. Kate I hopped on that bus and actually joined forces with my husband Joey who has been my business partner pretty much like it was basically like 2 years into Mr. Kate. Yeah. He came on board and um it's been it's been so great. I mean to have somebody who you work with is a great motivating force as well and also just problem solving together and he's really smart and really business oriented. So Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been fun to be both creative and strategic, because as much as I am an artist, and you know, I like being, just having fun with creativity and doing new things. I'm still a businesswoman. Yeah. And so there's been times when I'm like, you know what, the style videos just aren't doing as well on our channel, we have to pivot and do more interior design. And like, that's was totally fine with me. Like, does that mean that I have to give up on my love of like styling outfits for myself? No, I'm just not going to spend the time and effort and money to make those videos anymore because the money and the eyeballs are with the interior design videos. So that was like a very strategic business decision. And now we're the biggest interior design channel on YouTube. It's
0: unbelievable. I mean, I think it's really interesting because I loved watching your style videos as well. And you said there, you mentioned about Joey and obviously the two of you work really really well together and on camera it just looks like a huge amount of fun but I know kind of working in in, um, in the digital media landscape like a huge amount of effort goes into creating those videos as well but I mean man can the man hang a really good curtain rod like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ if I could have that in my life but rug cuddles aside are there times when you absolutely want to just kill each other on a day to day basis?
3: oh my god kudos for being a legit fan yes fan right here knowing the rug cuddles you're not a
0: fake fan absolutely not 100
3: (laughs) um you know we always get that question because of course anyone who's you know in a couple can imagine working with them and they go oh my god how do you do it every day and i always say that we're sort of freaks of nature in that respect, I think Joey's more of the freak than I am because he's a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> okay. um, he's gonna love he's this like, interview. Yeah, he's just like very patient. I think that the, the key to our dynamic is that we both do the things in the business that the other one doesn't really wanna do. Okay. So, like, he loves the business side. Like, he will read every single word in every contract that we get, whereas right. that sounds like my nightmare. Okay. And I love designing and coming up with weird things for, you know, the rooms, and he does not want to do that. So we're really good balance that way. Yeah. And we also are invested for, like, the same reasons. Like, we just want to have a happy, successful life together and as soon as the business has weighed on us you know over the years if there's times where like we're just doing too many videos like yeah. we make and it's really getting stressful and and having an effect on our personal life or our relationship we will make the choice to do less videos you know like we yeah. have that power as entrepreneurs and um, we always have prized our relationship over like our business endeavors. Well I think
0: that comes across, I mean obviously balance is just incredibly crucial when it comes to anything to do with business and life and work. Um, I'm just gonna be, before I let you go though, because I know you're sitting in a car, I am gonna be completely (laughs) selfish and Pretty much just get as much information out of you as I can (laughs) because you can tell that I am a fan. So, I have recently moved into an apartment. My budget, I would say, is minimal, but it's doable. It's not decrepit. But Uh would you be able to talk me through the very first things that you do when you sit down to design a space? Because I think when it comes to your videos, we're seeing like a lot of the times you would say, you know, I order this online or you're in the hardware Mm -hmm. store. And clearly, like a huge amount of the designing has already been done and we don't necessarily always see that but like what are the first yeah. things that you would do when you sit down and you've been tasked with say designing a space
3: Hmm. well yeah there's a there's a few videos online probably i would say a couple that show like the very first step which is like the measuring and inputting yeah. it into some sort of like program that allows you to create a floor plan yeah I've seen I that I,
0: I saw that yeah. one which is really interesting actually like you saw them like walk through and then I think you and Joey were having a little bit of a tiff over the door but like there's, it's great that there's programs out there that can help you with that because that's daunting
3: yes I would say that is the most daunting part as someone who loathes math myself okay. um, that's like my least favorite part but it's also the most important part to make sure that you're able to make a plan that's going to work and that you're not going to order furniture that you love that then doesn't fit and throws off your whole flow. Yeah. So, you know, that's the part that's like kind of dry. So we've only covered it in a couple of our videos mm-hmm. and like, and, and like I used to do these shopping vlogs, like I, it, they're called come shop with me where I would show the floor plan and the mood board of the room rooms for the omg we're coming over episodes which are the ones that we do with the other big youtubers yeah so those kind of show like like the whole process but yeah in our videos we're like i've already made the floor plan so okay so to answer your question you need to measure your space Mm -hmm. so measure all of the walls and you could do this you don't have to do a computer program like you could just create a scale i don't know if you ever in school, I don't, I don't know the Irish, the Irish schools are, but you know, just we're not, a go- we're not scale. good at this. I tell ya, like, we, we <laughs> don't a scale on a ruler, like you know, we do have know, rulers, we definitely have yeah, rulers. so like yeah. you know, like whatever. I, I, I'm bad with the metric system, but like with the inch system, like you know, a quarter inch equals a foot. Okay, and you would draw that out, like yeah. you know, in right in miniature on a piece of paper mark where your doors are mark you could even mark where your outlets are your electrical outlets um which helps you know for positioning lamps and and tvs and knowing you're not going to have to have like weird extension cords and all Mm. that and then because the biggest trap that people fall into is lining the walls they see a square room or a rectangular room and then they just put all their furniture up against the wall yeah and the, it, that is the biggest misstep I see people doing because the center of your room is like where you want to spend the time. Like that's where you want to hang out. Like you want a couch and a couple of chairs across from the couch so that you have a conversation area. Of course, you need to have the walkways and things to walk around. But I would say attack the center of your room first, yeah. figure out where you put the couch. Couches are an awesome thing because you can put them off a wall and all of a sudden you have a walkway behind it if you have enough room behind the couch you can even put a console table like a little sofa table and then you have an opportunity to put a lamp on it or styling moments picture frames you know decor items whatever so like use your sofa as a way to break up the room and then opposite to it yeah, like opposite to it, a chair or two, coffee table, there's rules like you want your coffee table to be within, again, inch system, 18 inches from your sofa. So I don't really know how many centimeters that is, but I'm sure there's a <laughs> there's an app for that. There has Um, to be. There has to be. Yeah, to
0: convert it. So it's really... Planning is is really crucial when it comes to this kind of thing. Like just sitting down and marking it out, measuring and making a plan. And don't just go Mm -hmm. crazy and run at it with a bunch of paint.
3: No. Well, I mean, I... That's, that's the flip side of it. That's the design, right? So what we're talking about is the strategy, the strategy and the, what am I saying? Strategy. strategy. It's morning. Thank you. (laughs) It's it's the morning here. (laughs) I can't talk yet. Um, that's for the flow of the room. And then the other side of it is the actual color palette and the design. I think that people, Pinterest is a great thing for inspiration, but it's also turned people into like Pinterest hoarders. Yes. Like you just have too many boards with too many pictures and just it's just an onslaught of visual stimulation and you cannot pick one thing. So I would challenge you to pick like one, maybe two of your favorite images, like where you're just like, I want my room to look like this. Yeah. And so that you have just a solitary visual guide so that you can really like you have to dissect the image you have to go okay why do I like this like what's the rug in this picture what's the color palette are there plants? you know what what about this do I like and then how can I apply this to my space because of course there's so many beautiful images on Pinterest but it's like giant Parisian apartments with, like, huge windows and, like, architectural things that a lot of us don't have in our spaces. I know. So you have to try to, like, refine it down to, like, a feeling, a color palette, a texture. Oh, my gosh, there's, you know, I don't have giant windows, but I do have a couple, and if I put floor-to-ceiling white linen curtains, I'm going to get that airy look, you know, or whatever it is. So just don't like,
0: don't go off the deep end and pin like a crazy woman at three o'clock in the morning. Um, because sometimes sometimes that happens Kate and sometimes that can do it so maybe Girl, pair, pair, we've pair all bag. been there oh my yes, god I would honestly prefer to sit in and pin than go to the nightclub that's not that's not a word of a lie <laughs> um, I have so much I could literally talk to you all day Kate because there's so much that you have going on at the moment your new YouTube series as well What's My Aesthetic I watched the first episode I'm so excited oh, to watch thank you. I'm so excited to watch the rest of them because I think it's really interesting that you're kind of asking people to Assess their own aesthetic and kind of get into their own designing capabilities a little bit more as well. Even though, don't ask me what my aesthetic is because I wouldn't be able to tell you. But what? <gasps> Do you
3: have to take the quiz? We okay. put
0: a quiz on our website. Okay, well then I'm gonna take, and then I'll know, right? <laughs> and then I'll be able to pin, and then my apartment yeah. will be fine. My my final yeah. question to you is going to be: Will you ever come to Ireland? Because if so, then I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to talk to you in person. I'm gonna need to bring you uh, over. And um, but
3: of course, I would love to. I I actually used to go to. I went. I've been to Ireland twice in my life. Oh really? When I was in high school, yeah. My my family we used to ride horses and we went to Ireland on like a, a horseback riding trip. Oh no way, where yeah in nor- Northern Ireland it was um uh County Donegal. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and was
0: the town. Bundoran. Yeah. That's a great yeah. place. It's actually really good surfing there.
3: Oh, yeah, the beaches were crazy. Yeah, we rode the horses on the beach and swam with the horses bareback. It was very
0: thin. Oh, my God, amazing. Um, yeah. Finally, though, what is next for Mr. Case in terms of business? So, for example, if sky's the limit and you've already reached the sky, what could possibly be next? I mean, obviously, YouTube is huge for you guys, but now there's the introduction of Instagram TV. You also have a huge following on Instagram. So where is the brand going to go in, say, the next five years?
3: Um... Yeah. So content, we, we really nailed down like our, our play on content, obviously on YouTube. So, but the great thing about content is it's never ending. You can just keep creating. So we'll certainly figure out ways to have a voice on those other platforms, the YouTube TVs of, or I'm sorry, the Instagram TVs of the world. And then we might make a play to like, old school tv you know like the actual tube
0: do it why not bring it back
3: yeah that that might happen um which could be cool you know it's a tv is is there's still a lot of eyeballs over there as well even though obviously the future seems to be digital but i mean it's like even the tv like channels have their apps and all of that so absolutely um, no
0: there's definitely room for it. everybody in ireland at the moment is watching this one tv show that's called love island i don't think you have it there but they've got a version yeah. of it in australia and it's it's lit. it's the worst of the worst it's the it's the worst <laughs> tv that you could possibly have but every single person in this country is sitting down at nine o'clock and watching it every single week without fail oh
3: my gosh is that like that must be like uh paradise or wait, what's it? The, the Bachelorette, and then there. Oh, um, yeah.
0: We don't have that here. We don't, but people watch that too, but they'd watch it online. But it is. It's kind of like that. It's a bunch of single people that go to an island in Spain, and that's literally the... That's it. That's the premise. Like, there's nothing else. Oh, my God, no.
3: But I, I love that kind of mindless TV. I, I decompress with that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Too, so interesting. Like, so maybe Mr. Kate on the TV. I, I'd, I'd watch it. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no. And then, and then obviously, like, there's so many ways we can expand in the product world, like having more home oriented product lines. So that's in the works as well. Well, yeah, Mr. Case,
0: years. Kate Albrecht, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. I, I'm going to let you go so I can continue to binge watch some of your videos. But if I tag <laughs> and so you. You can turn
3: on the air conditioner. Or oh, yeah. A fan. <laughs> I also
0: do need to step outside. And I think my sound engineer has passed out. But if I tag you and stuff, can you please let me know what you think of my new of apartment? Course.
3: It's going to look. Yeah, no, I'm going to go look for your Instagram right now and look at your um piece of art. Oh, God. And I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to support it, not hate it.
0: Yay, you do. <laughs> Mr. K, thank you so much for joining us, and have a great day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> okay, so we're back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you describe your vagina as desserts would be a good game, was what you missed there in the break. Yeah, yeah. Um, Caroline Foran, that was coming from you. So how would you describe your vagina as a dessert?
1: Um, I'm going to go for a tiramisu
2: oh nice yeah. lift me up does yeah. that have alcohol in us it? it does yeah
1: a bit boozy a bit coffee <laughs> yeah
2: but kind of lifts the yeah. mood yeah, yeah a, a bit rich your you know okay so yeah. what would you describe your moneymaker as um she's at my age it is an eaten eaten mess <laughs> at this stage <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Um, I don't know, like
1: maybe a 99. It's just a class. nice, <laughs> you classic. You don't want to be anything like a lemon tart or
2: anything like that. No, yeah, thinking, you do I just want
1: to kind of think of
2: it. Or a cheesecake. <laughs> no. Get I wanna, to the medic. I
0: want to think of it as a classic. And then on like the good days, yeah. there's a... What are those things called that go in the ninety nines? The cone, the crunchy, the no, the flake. flake, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. if you get if you get it on a good day, there's a flake in it. Woman, I like it. Um, I want to talk about what's coming up next for you guys, but before I let you go, and before we talk about that, um, it's time for our tweet of the week, right? So this is a moment where we try and tap into what's culturally happening. We normally do uh, Love Island because Love Island tweets are just all they're just everywhere at the moment. But we're not. We're not doing. Okay. Okay. We're not doing Love Island this mm. week because, to be honest with you, I'm sick of it. And I've also uh, lost track and I can't keep up with it anymore. Should it be called
2: STD Island? <laughs> I, think,
0: I think they're given a lot of protection, to be fair. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, As M H O Y E said on Twitter, okay, Twitter, it's late, but let's see if we can make this interesting. What is the least plausible story about yourself that's true? Ugh. I loved this, okay? So the reactions to it were amazing. So Charlie Foxtrot on Twitter said, I got arrested last month for a video I didn't return in 1997. Beautiful, God. I love it. At David Conrad said, I once flipped a coin and it landed on its edge. Don't believe it, but sure. Okay. See, this is the whole thing. Um, and another Twitter user said, at just this guy, I was once escorted to safety in the Australian desert by or from a pack of wild donkeys.
1: Oh God, my, my life is so boring. God.
0: Okay, so not to put you on the spot, guys, but what is the least plausible story You're about yourself that's actually true? Something that nobody would believe that's actually true. I don't believe that the coin landed on its edge, but
2: I don't. Know. I have so many stories. Should I be positive? Should I be negative? Be real. Be real. I had a massive heart attack in September.
1: Oh my God, Clueless! Yeah, look you? at
2: Neve's face. Yeah. I'm that's crazy. Yeah, cray cray. Like I so shouldn't be her. Like In I don't September even, just Yeah, just gone. Wow. Yeah. I had a my left circumflex, my artery imploded into my heart. Hi. I had like a three or five day leaky heart attack. I was still working. Oh, working my God. day in, day out, out on the beach, painting girls. And did you know it was happening? Well, I just thought I'd just come home from the States. I was on a flight. It happened to be business class. I fell asleep, of course, with the aid of drugs and for 11 hours. So I thought I'd slept on my arm wrong, this pain in my left arm and my jaw. No way. And, you know, I thought I'd just narky because I had um, jet lag. Oh, my and God. And no, it was a and massive And so what, what happened? So obviously you went to the hospital and stuff like that. Yeah, I lost a good bit of heart muscle, so. Yeah, it's funny not a lot of people know you this but you have to be really careful now. Nice. I'm so careful like I'm little miss vegan pants but that was just a choice it, it's okay. more stress. It's okay. letting people and things and scenarios get to me. And is that and
0: advised? Like, did your doctor say to you that that stress
2: is? Oh, he is said one hundred percent. Yeah, wow. he said your vascular. It literally, he said you need. He goes, I, I. He's so funny, my cardiologist. I googled you. This is when I'm laying on the table and all these big lights and Bon Jovi's playing in the background. You gotta hold on. I swear <laughs> to God. Just the doctor's choice. Must have been loud. And I'm laying Motivation on the table. You can't you. see anything. Yeah, and all these things are happening to you. and and didn't have time to put me under. You know, they go up, do the angiogram, they do the whole thing, and uh, he said to me, "Yeah, googled you." I said, "Okay." <laughs> he said, uh, "Quite a stress head," and I said, "Yeah, that's kind of my middle name. I've always been superwoman. You know, doing ten jobs at once mm. and accomplishing this, that, and uh, pleasing, pleasing, pleasing." And um, you talk about crack in the states. Crack in Ireland is has, has a nightmare. You know, oh, really? yeah, New York far easier for me. Oh. Um, so I think I just let it all get to me, and I had. Uh, five significant people in my life die um, in a row. So the last five years, I've actually lost seven people, but like my father, my brother, my niece, my two best friends, all in a row. And I just kept getting up, getting back up, getting back up, working, doing, being. And then I guess my body just said, you know what? I'm done, we're done. What would your approach be now with stress or something? Um, Meditate. I meditate I know it sounds stupid but no, I meditate it and I yeah. let it roll off my backside now yeah. I'm just like I'm really but it's
0: like it, life is too important I think and like when something like that happens which is such a huge scare yeah. and such a huge shock
2: Major. like it, it
0: has to change your perspective on it changes things changes everything so things have to roll off your back now because yeah. of your health like I mean yeah. if, if I were in your position I would I would be working so hard to
2: just not give a f- anymore to be honest with you and that's what it is it's hard not to be a total shut in and just wrap yourself in cotton wool but I'm having to just be very careful do a lot of meditation um just think differently about everything and I say no to a ton of jobs because I know there's an asshole hairdresser on the set that I don't want to be around or whatever the case is you know I just am very careful money's never been my motivator so I'm fine
0: well, that's an unbelievable story, yeah, but uh, do you know true. what's what's great is that
2: obviously you're healthy and you got through it. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 100. I have my one-year check coming up, so we'll see if it's oh, all brilliant. tickety-boo. Yeah. And, and just,
0: so, it's just so keep checking, like yeah. go and get yourself checked. Out. If something doesn't feel right, go and get yourself
2: that's checked. A 100% it. You really have to. Just don't be in denial. Mm-hmm. I like talk to taxi men all the time about it now. Yeah. I'm just like, get you don't have private insurance? just Go straight into the A and E and fib. Say you have uh, pain down your arm and you're in. Yeah, your health is so important, I and mean, I love. And I love that you say that you say no to stuff now because yeah, I do.
1: Confident counselor.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that term. I'm yeah. gonna make a t-shirt because I'm gonna have a range of t-shirts. That's Are my you? new thing. Yeah, and I'll wear them specifically for that day, and uh, you know, suck my ass when I know somebody horrible is gonna be on the yeah. on the set. You know. I think it's so important for people listening to
1: realize the impact that stress can have and yeah. not get to the point where you have a horrific heart attack to learn right. what you can and can't put up with and what your body can take it's yeah. it's just so it's so scary it's so, so scary mm. to me that stress can have that impact and I think we're all so hungry for and I am hungry for success but not at the price of my health and not no amount of money and is And everybody worth it. always
0: says oh well sure like who isn't stressed that's almost like the reactor that people people are like oh you know like I'm just having a day I'm having a day I'm really stressed out today it's like well who isn't we're all stressed but you can have massive heart attacks that come on yeah. <laughs> from not taking care of yourself and allowing these stressors yeah. to take stress stress over your body up and Caroline you've spoken about it so much and I think in terms of like your first book and your second book as well um, like you know so much about the physicality that happen and it is like these panic attacks aren't in our heads do you know what I mean like this isn't something yeah yeah, it's literally like Mm -hmm. your body telling you something's wrong so I'm going to fight or flight yeah
2: so I mean it's an engine light going off yeah exactly
1: sending in the troops trying to tell you to take your foot off the gas or change something or that there's something you're not paying attention to and until you get to the point where you can listen and actually identify that you're just going to have a struggle yeah it's it. so yeah. crucial and there's nothing to be I'm just so glad that we're getting to the point where it's no longer you know a w. badge of honour yeah. that you work yourself into the ground yeah, and absolutely. I'm sure in New York when you were starting out it was like crazy 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 mm-hmm. I don't find it impressive anymore if someone says they're chained to the desk I'm like you're not gonna first of all you're no good to the company you're not productive yeah, you're, you're no good idiot. to yourself you're yeah. an idiot yeah. nothing is worth it I think we're gonna have to
0: ask you the same question though so the least plausible story about oh, yourself god. is actually true I don't
1: know if we can, if we can I help. don't have like god no I honestly think I have nothing because I share everything well should um, you
2: tell that when you used to be a pole dancer or uh, should we not
1: Yeah, I was a very famous pole dancer in um, Latvia. Oh, was it Latvia? Latvia, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Latvian pole dancing scene is like the place to be. But I decided to just put my past behind me and come here. here. I love that you're an open book. Why not? You tell everybody everything, and that's a good thing. I think maybe to my detriment, I don't have a a kind of a. I have no filter. I have Tourette's. I have no filter. Do you? I feel I do. Oh, you feel you do? Yeah, I feel I
2: have verbal Tourette's. I feel I have verbal
0: diarrhea. Oh, yeah, I have both. I, think. I was just yeah. like, if you have to rest, then we've got to do another podcast. I like, yeah. we've got no, a whole I, other thing to talk about. And we do. don't have the time to talk about <laughs> yeah, it today. no, no. So in terms of what's coming up
1: for you guys, Caroline, you are holding, is it fair to call it a writer's workshop? Yes. Yeah, so it's, I've called it So You Want to Write a Book, because I get asked all the time, how did I get my book deal? How, and um, I'm nonfiction, obviously, but people have a lot of questions about fiction. So I wanted to put on a very sort of intimate, exclusive event with literary agents, um, massive editors, fiction author so I have Ethna Shortall is my amazing, b- amazing oh. international best selling fiction author who will be there and it's very small there's only 60 people coming it's in a stunning venue called Studio 10 on Wicklow Street I love it I love it it's in there it's stunning
2: the gal that runs it Yeah. oh she's fab Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so it's on the 31st of July and I'm paying for it all myself so there are tickets but it's going to be super valuable and there'll be a writer's goodie bag and you'll get basically learn how to put together the perfect pitch what, what it takes to do well what editors are looking for versus what is just whatever anymore because
0: with okay. your story in particular like you have been writing um, a little bit about your own anxiety, yeah. and you were getting it published and stuff like that, and then you were actually approached. Yeah. So to put I had these a very, things yes. together, um, but so obviously it's not that situation with everybody, and it can no. differ. But I think the fact that it's called so you want to write a book is such a great thing because I've always felt I've always felt that I've had a book in me.
1: I don't know what the book is though. This is I, the thing. I, I, I can't have a conversation with someone now without thinking that could be a book. Like I'm listening to you being like, can I go write your book? Can I
2: just say that oh, I'm already you've thinking? You've definitely got a book. In I know, you. and I hear that. I'm already thinking if I paint her face that day can I come to this thing because oh my I can't God, spell Yeah, a, cannot spell but I'm always being told I need to write a book I need yes. to wait for my mommy to leave the planet because so much of it is you know it's going to be about her. has to be about her and a lot of it is hilarious to me but wouldn't be to her but yeah okay. I, I mean i her. think
0: i could write a book just on the stuff that you've told us in this oh one episode God. of the podcast Coochie says yeah she <laughs> says absolutely um but so
1: beneficial for people who are interested in writing yeah, whether a book, it's or just, or fiction even just or non-fiction fans, yeah. yeah even if you're just a fan of of um, Ethna, or you are, even from the journalism side of things cuz obviously for me journalism was a massive gateway into writing books which can be super helpful if you're thinking long term non-fiction it's a great way to sort of build your profile first yeah um, so yeah so I, I'm really confident that it's going to be really good and, and you'll be able to chat one on one with agents and editors and you know really valuable and wow. it's coming up soon though the date is 31st of July the 31st of July so
0: you can follow the link that's in Caroline Forn's Instagram for yeah. all the information that you need
1: yes and I would say hurry up because I highly doubt yeah. that there's going to be a lot of tickets left yes. for, for very long. Fingers crossed. But I do hope to do a series of them with different um, authors and different editors winter. I would, I would say that the the it's, it's such a great idea yeah. and I, especially and because everybody's walking around with loads of books inside them. I know. And then I'm planning my We're all undiscovered <laughs> authors basically. <laughs> <We are. laughs> and there's room for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then I'm planning a series of confidence kit workshops which are more about the material in the book and I'll bring on different speakers maybe, maybe your lovely selves. Um, and I've just admitted that I have no confidence so uh, no, maybe but, I wouldn't be the but, best you know, but, uh, but no one wants to hear from someone who has it all figured out and, and mm. has never felt a, a faint of fear. That's true. That's where I'm coming from writing the book is that I, st- I have struggled with my confidence and so I kind of know how to build on it whereas yeah. if, if you don't have any fear then well, I don't want to hear from you. And <laughs> what about your next book? So I'm going to spend 2019 hopefully promoting my books in the different territories so US, um, Germany, France, everything hopefully um, and then 2020 bring out my third book which I'm kind of mulling over at the moment I think I have another like three or four books in me fiction -fiction. non-fiction non-fiction however I do want to have a pseudonym and I'm not joking I want to get into I want to get into um, literotica
2: or whatever the word is like romance novels like filthy romance like novels. filthy romance you, so want Fabio write, on the cover. you want to
1: write a dirty book I really want to write a series uh, of dirty books I really do please do because
0: God knows we need something that's well written because the only kind of erotica that we've had lately has been the Fifty Shades thing which um, I personally didn't like them I didn't think they were Fifty Shades of redick. yeah is yeah. what Dick. it was
1: <laughs> oh. no I would love to okay. I, I, I think it's really fun I think there's something really powerful about sex scenes written down because oh. you're imagining. Can oh go my god, so much more. All wild. the tingle. Yeah, it's and I amazing. Love, I love the context and the build up, and the oh my god, like, will they, won't they? I just, I just feel like I would have so much fun I I used it. to steal my mother's books when I was younger um, not like they weren't like filthy pure
0: filth but they were the romance novels that would always have like that one chapter that had like the good stuff in it oh, yeah. so I would always steal them and just like read the good stuff basically and just kind of be like it was my
1: own literary porn essentially I this is awful I hope my mom isn't listening I remember opening her knicker drawer and I found a bra that had no nipples in it it was a nippleless bra <laughs> and <laughs> I was like mom like where'd you get nursing, this for nursing no 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 it was like red Lucy yeah. Lacey with holes Cassels. in it and she said she she got it from someone in work as a Chris Kindle present from some guy in work as a Chris Kindle present and I believed her. I don't know. Maybe that's my implausible story. Yeah, you yeah. never know
2: when you go into somebody's drawers I know. in terms of their furniture you never know what you're going to find. That's incredible though. I, well, please write that book. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, I will. And then I'll cast the dude who's going to be on the cover of it. Okay, amazing. Yeah somebody hot somebody not like Fabio Um, yeah true doubt
0: Cleachie what about yourself what about your career I mean I I, again like what we were talking about earlier I'm obsessed with the fact that you're not all over social media so a lot of the time we don't know what you're doing but Mm. then all of a sudden somebody will come out like I saw Courtney Smith recently just being like thank you so much for this and and she's doing a massive campaign you were working with Suzanne Jackson so you don't shout and scream
2: about what you're doing but clearly your Mm. career is just going from strength to strength I mean I kind of it's funny because I still think I haven't made it On any level. He's made it. Yeah. Um, So, because until I get my cosmetic range, that's my thing in my head. But finally, I'm going to probably say something very shocking right now, and that is, miss who who can't do social media, I have just built a beauty studio in my house, and I'm going to start a really unique YouTube channel. (gasps)
0: Ooh. Amazing. That's, in
2: like, with tutorials? Like, with, yeah, a little bit of everything. It's going to be kind of like... Can I be your guinea pig? Please do. I have some guineas lined up. Like, there'll be celebrities I'll be painting. I'll be painting my own battered mug. I'll be, like, your
1: regular person yeah, guinea yeah. pig. Yeah, yeah, I can have you. Yeah. Now, can yeah. I contest? ask a question? Because you're
2: going to mm. go with YouTube. Would you
0: not go with Instagram TV? It'll be both. It'll okay. will both, okay. Yeah. Instagram thinking-
2: TV still... I mean, it's so small in my head because my eyesight's crap. Like, to see... Lisa Aldridge the other day because she sent me gotcha. a little oh, message yeah. and mm. said I'm doing. Oh the first my god, da, da, da. Yeah, but I mean I think it'll probably still be both. I think you need to hit up both. But, but yeah, everything's That's bought huge. and purchased and built. And I and just when
0: is this happening?
2: Well, you know it's so funny because you know I've magazines, a few people wanted to talk about it, but it's it's a global thing. I mean if you're going to do that, you need to be global. If you want to make money at it, I can't just have here at home in Ireland yeah. people. Mm. It's got to be global. So, um, I I need to just stop, come off the set, come off the road. And really, I've got it all written out, everything. I know exactly what I'm going to shoot, who the people are going to be. So I'm hoping that in August, you'll see something. <gasps> this yeah, is so this exciting. Is hope. I know. And the studio, although it's tiny, it is beautiful. Do we have a name for the series you yet? You know, I don't even have a name. Like okay. everybody that are close to me, they're throwing things out. I mean, in my head, I just, you know, it's like, Cloochies school of beauty bullshit but it won't just be beauty. Yeah you know something. That's good. But there'll be hair there'll be fashion there'll be just you know opinions on things. That's incredible. Um, Did we just get a beautiful little exclusive on that? You kind of did because I mean some people close to me know about it but and I want it to be inclusive because I am fed up with seeing these poor women and men of color or an older gal or somebody with rosacea or a guy who's, you know, struggling, you know, he's maybe doing, you know, drag and they cannot find what they want. Yeah. And I'm kind of known for painting darker f- faces okay. to begin with. So to me, this has to be inclusive. This is not just a white girl channel. Oh, so this We're isn't
0: going to be a conveyor belt of what hell we've all no. seen before. The Something
2: same different. thing, same. And,
1: so, you know. Will you do tutorials maybe um, with some? Women like my mom who's like in her 60s big time okay because yeah. I think that's um, really important yeah. because my mom doesn't know like she's yeah. so into makeup but the advertising is obviously what to do you and know. to be
0: honest with you some of the videos that I've seen of makeup artists painting like older women's faces have done so incredibly well because yeah. it almost feels like it's slightly untapped in terms yeah. of the market yeah. so I
2: mean and because I am a makeup there's very very few of these channels that are actual makeup artists who yeah. have been in the business as long as I have and so you'll see behind the scenes on sets when I'm on sets I might pull up a magazine, put it in my hand and say, so did this cover? So like coming
0: out there. Like you I'm going to,
2: yeah, this is my hope. But you're going to mind yourself. Well, uh, that's my hope is that it'll help me mind myself okay. because constantly being on an airplane, because, you know, fashion, this industry here in Ireland, is, it's just not, you know, as what I would like it to be. So I spend my time out of the Traveling, country a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. So so this um, is going
0: to bring you like a little bit more home centered and, and, so. and obviously not give you any more stress because you're going to be creating your own content I as well, I pray
2: that it, yeah, that I don't let it get and I don't have to overachieve yeah. on that as well. I just want to now really talk about what I dig and how I, I've always told you everything. I mean, yeah. what, how I do it, but just show you how it's done and how you could do it and how to spend your money. And I'm not going to have hardcore opinions because you might dig that. As you said earlier, we were talking about, about glam. If you want me to do glam, I'll fucking glam you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's ever glammed you, but what, you know, so it's all, everything and, and different price points and, not just the bougie products but the things I buy on the high street and buy abroad and I might take you into a chemist with me in French France and we might, you know, uh, have a GoPro on my head and you might see what's going on. You we'll see. in your In your my one. hair in my nest, <laughs> I know. Please do that. So though. now I gotta really do it now that I've said yes. it online! There you go. Now you've
0: gotta do mm. it. That is so exciting. Ladies, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to wrap it up but I literally, and I've said this to you before, I would continue to talk to you both for the entire day. That is all the time we have for this week though. Thank you so much to my guest, Caroline Foran and Cluchi, thank you to our thank spotlight you. interview as well for this week, Mr. Kate. I'm Neve Mar, and we will chat to you next week.
2: Bye, bye,
0: bye. bye.